Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. The amazing Kate Casey. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another week's episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. I really appreciate everyone who's been listening and passing on word to their friends. And it's just been a great week. It was my big birthday on Tuesday. And um, yeah, it was a great day because my Instagram pictures went viral. So uh, it was just a really exciting week. And uh, I'm planning my birth. My birthday party is later in the month and I'm still seeking ideas for an 80s outfit. So if you've got ideas, send them to me. So I came across this uh, update uh, about Luke, who was going to be the bachelor. Do you remember he was going to be the bachelor, the guy who was super creepy with the gross cowboy legs? So he was supposed to be the bachelor and then they withdrew it from him the day before he, no, actually I think he was on the way to the airport and it was because he made all these demands on production. They, he wanted them to play his songs. It was just weird. So that's how Nick became the bachelor where apparently according to reality, Steve, these women claim that he told them that, uh, he you know would date them before the show started and then he could get them cast on the show and then he would pretend on the show he'd never met them before and in the end he would choose them and amongst the people that he told were jubilee who had been on the show before and these two girls who went on to youtube and revealed themselves and basically outed him so yeah he's a real sleazebag apparently um so that's interesting also, a really fun bit of reality TV history. Um, do you remember that show Surreal Life? It was a true gem. It was a show that was based on the idea of celebrities, like old celebrities living in a house together, cooking like a family meal and having like funny sitcom conversations. And Surreal Life season four featured Vern Troyer, if you remember him, um, Gene Wideland from the Go-Go's, Adrian Curry, Christopher Knight from Brady Bunch, China, Marcus Schenkenberg was that model, and Debrat. And it was a really interesting season because there was a conflict between Debrat and Jane Wideland that stemmed from comments that Debrat had made about her during one of those games they have within the show, Dirty Laundry. Uh, China talked about her strained relationship with her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, Sean. But the most memorable moments were when Vern Troyer got drunk on the first day and urinated in the weight room, which I remember watching. And I actually peed my pants while I watched that scene. It was so funny. And then Weedlin got upset because the group was asked to brand a cow. and She was a vegan. 
And of course, Adrian Curry and Chris Knight fell in love on the show and then it ended up getting married. Then they had a spinoff show called My Fair Brady, which I'm very sad to report to you that I watched every single episode of. And they were never meant to be together and, of course, got divorced. So, Surreal Life. That was a great, great show. This week, I interviewed my pal, Tony Gonzalez, who's directed a ton of reality shows. And he's worked on, amongst the shows he's worked on, are Big Brother and Dance Moms. So, I had him come in and asked him a bunch of questions about what goes on behind the scenes. And we talked a little bit about other reality shows. And then Tierney Bricker is a correspondent for E! And she just went to Charleston and interviewed all the cast members of Southern Charm. So we talk a little bit about that. And then we both watched the premiere episode and went over that. So it's a great episode. I think you guys are going to love it. So here we go. With four daughters and two on a dance team, I can tell you we go through a lot of mascara in my house. But I'm crazy about L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara which catches every lash for corner to corner for maximum volume. If you're looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank, this is yours. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. I've been using it for about two weeks now, and I feel like my eye has completely opened up and the girls are crazy about it too. They've got a tapered brush to catch every lash, one of the best mascara wands that I've ever used. And like I said, this luxe appearance of this gold package, you got to get it. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. L'Oreal Paris New Panorama Mascara. You're going to love it. I'm here with my pal, Tony Gonzalez, who, believe it or not, has directed several reality television shows, which is why I adore him so much. So just bang out a couple shows that you've done just to blow these people away. Um, So, yeah, I'm a director-producer. What have I done? I've done Fameless, Utopia, Big Brother, Undercover Boss, Dance Moms, Dance Moms Miami, um, all sorts of variations of Dance Moms, Mm -hmm. Abbey Studio Rescue, uh, a bunch of reunions with the Dance Moms. Big Brother. Big Brother. So you directed the episodes of Big Brother where they have the... So, yeah, so Big Brother, I haven't done Big Brother in a long time, but yes, uh, I was responsible for kind of directing the games and the evictions, or not the evictions, the uh, nominations, things like that. Right. It's kind of those multi-cam events, and that was a a long time ago. I think I did it from 2004 to about 2010. That's great. Yeah. So, first I want to ask you about Dance Moms. So, Dance Moms originated... Abby Lee is this uh, choreographer or dance studio owner, and she started in Pittsburgh, right? Yes. I remember you telling me that when you met her, she had like three pennies that she was rubbing together. Yes. Right? When we found her, or at least when I was introduced to her, yeah, she didn't have much. She had like a broken down car, and the power was going out at the place, that the studio, she wasn't... Yeah, she did not have How much. did they find her? Did she pursue it or uh, someone no, found her? No, so someone was... I don't remember how they found her, but... Let me think about that. Someone was trying to do a show about dance. Okay. And yeah, they found these moms, and these group of moms <coughs> all had one thing in common, and that was that they all knew Abby Lee. And then once they kind of found Abby Lee... And they hated her. Yeah, they hated her. There was a mutual hate for this woman, correct? 
<laughs> yes, there's a certain amount of disdain. The first time I met her, we went to the dance studio, and we weren't shooting. We we're just going in, saying hi. We're this is you know introduce ourselves. We're going to be here for a couple weeks, shooting you, following you. Thank you for letting us use your studio. And out of the blue, for no reason, someone comes in, starts yelling at her. She starts yelling back, like unprompted. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is it. We found. We found it. We found it. <laughs> Oh my god! I I remember watching and wondering: do, Does she really have a dance background? I cannot imagine she had at any point in her life ever danced. I don't know. I don't think she ever danced, and I don't think she ever claims to have danced. She's just always been a choreographer. How does that work? So her mom was a dance instructor. Her father built the dance studio, and her mom taught there. And then Abby started teaching when she was fourteen. You can teach dance even though you're not a dancer? Uh, I don't know what the rules are in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, hmm. That's strange. That's like me saying I'm going to be an NFL football coach. It's a little weird. Well, but, I mean, it goes back to, like, those who can't. I guess. So do you ever see her actually, like, perform the routine to show them? I mean, it's hard to do on the radio, but, I mean, yeah, she will do... Like, like poses and like stuff? Like poses and she'll make movements. It's, it's quite She'll a, make it, movements. Uh, I once had a, a tennis instructor who would sit in a lawn chair and throw balls at me. Is this kind of what you're explaining? Yeah. she. Her argument is that someone comes in and teaches them the moves. So she'll have a younger choreographer kind of teach them, this is how you plie. This so is, she outsources it. <laughs> this is position right. one. This is position two. So then once the kids know those moves, she can then just string them together. And then criticize them while she eats Doritos in the corner. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And a big dynamic of the show are the fights that the mothers have with each other. Right. So that's real. So, And that's what makes the show so good and so unique, is that that hatred and that rivalry is all real. Like they They all have been going to that studio, some since... They were since when they were 14, mm. and then they bring their daughters there, and they all want their kid to be out in front. And so, that so what's like the nuttiest stuff that you've ever seen? Like sabotaging, putting like I glue mean, in the makeup, no, tripping. No, I mean, everything slashing tires. The best stuff is on the show, so yeah. no, no, no slashing tires, but no, the best stuff is on the show. That's what we put out there. And then, uh, do you what has happened to some of the families that have left? They just go to other studios. Do you still keep in touch with them? Well, because some of the families people really liked, like the woman that got in a fight with Abby Lee. Um, you know, they have like they want to follow her. They they have some adoration for her. So, what happens after they leave? What do you well? Like, Matt, does the crew keep in touch? Do people like the Highlands? People always ask about them. Well, I don't know what I I don't know. I do not follow what's going on. Or afterwards. the um, so the Ziegler kids. Well, like I mean, they were on for right, but they're years and years, yeah, but, and now they're off. But they're like too famous for it now. Well, yeah, Maddie oh. hosted or was a judge on So You Think You Could Dance, and yeah. then she's with Sia, traveling with Sia all around the country, performing. So yeah, she she's famous. How much of that do you think is a credit to Abby Lee? I, I mean, they definitely would not be as famous if they didn't have the venue. Right. To showcase their talents. Or the show. Okay. So for Abby Lee, she basically was kicked off the show. They are re replacing her with Cheryl Burke, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm, 
I'm not there this season, so I don't know if she got kicked off. I mean, I know she's not there. Right. What I read on Instagram is that she quit. Right. So it's hard for me to say. what. what she, she always complains about how the show has done her wrong. And she had said that the the system for which like they choose like the top dancer like the pyramid of success like where you you know put the pictures their headshots up, she had said in an interview that that was something she had never done until the show aired that the producers pushed her to do that. So I, I wonder. I don't think that's that's not necessarily every week. So we, it's just it's just a visual way to represent what's going on. So every week I'm going to say your kid is going to be out in the front. And I think the easiest way to visualize that is with a pyramid. So, you know, it's like you're in the front, you two are behind her, and yeah. then the three of you are in the three of you are in the far back. Yeah. So, I mean, when I hear that, that sounds like a pyramid to me. Right. So do you think that, um, like she always says that this, that's the show has edited her? Well, I, first of all, what do you think about when people say that I got a bad edit? This goes back to Big Brother. There was a season of Big Brother where a woman, uh, she was, I don't know what she was doing, but what I remember is she got on her back and she kind of threw her legs in the air and kind of like heave them in a kind of a sexual position. <laughs> okay. And yeah, she was kind of mad at us for editing her in like a not so favorable light. But mm-hmm. it's like we can't do we can't can't make stuff happen that didn't happen. Right. Or we can't So we what, can't we can't edit things that didn't happen. So she, if she seems like a maniac on TV, it's probably because she is a maniac in real life. If you yeah, if you are a little out there. Right. Yeah. The most, whatever you do, whatever the most interesting thing is that you do, that's what's going to end up on TV. Right. So if the most interesting thing that you do is yell at a kid or lay on your back and throw your legs in the air, like that's going to be on television. And granted, we can show that like three or four times. Right. And so maybe it feels like, I don't know, I don't know how many times it's acceptable to yell at, yell at children, but yeah. Did you ever see her after filming, you know, feel badly about yelling at someone? You know, did she ever... T- uh, we didn't hang out much afterwards. No. So it was just like, well, you close up shop, we're out. Yeah. Right. I mean, we went we went to Carl's Jr. once, but that's... Of course you did. <laughs> that's about it. Did. Okay. <laughs> so it, does it surprise you that our life is sort of unraveling now? It sort of seems like a hot mess. I don't know. She has... It, <laughs> well, now she lives in Los Angeles. She lives in Los Angeles now. Yeah. She drives a nice car. Things seem pretty good for her. Right. Life's changed quite a bit. You're right. And then she has a young boyfriend now, too, I think. I uh, I think she does, yes. It's just a mystery. <laughs> Do you think she met him online or something? Probably. Wow. That's so. Do you look back at those days with uh, fondness, with um, oh, regret, definitely. with no, horror? No, 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 definitely, definitely no. with fondness. I mean, that show became quite a big deal, so you must be really proud of that. I was definitely proud to be involved. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I post videos of my child not participating in ballet, I always hashtag it dance moms. So it is has become sort of this cultural phenomenon. No, definitely, no. I. Th- I mean, do your well, no, yeah. My my daughter's in dance, but like Pico Boulevard, uh, my favorite store on Pico used to be a place called Laser Blazer. Laser Blazer Ooh. isn't there anymore. DVDs don't exist. But uh, what is there now is a dance studio. In fact, there are 
two dance studios on Pico Boulevard that were not there eight years ago. Mm. And so I have to assume that Abby Lee had something to do with that. Well, they should put your photo in the wall on the wall. <laughs> I mean, you've really made it happen. Mm, well, no, but yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be Abby. Yeah. And did that make you rethink ever having your child in dance classes? Uh, it made me rethink I, about hosting dance competitions. Right. I think it seems like a pretty lucrative business. You get a oh, I see what you're saying. You get a ballroom. Right. You a ballroom in a hotel on a weekend. Yeah. Hand out prizes. Charge people a sweet deal. A sweet deal. Yeah, an entry fee, $20 right. a kid. Water bottles, five bucks a piece. Exactly. You can get some uh, Funyuns for, you know, two fifty. Right, right, right. Um, I'm okay. Maybe I'm rethinking this. Yeah, it seems okay. like a pretty smart gig. So it's like pageantry, but just with tap shoes. Right. Brother. Okay. All right, now let's go into Big Brother. Because people are obsessed with Big Brother. Big Brother's a great show. So Big Brother was it was, it was a show based in what was this Denmark, I think. Holland. Holland, and the whole it was based on a, a George Orwell character, right? Right. Um, I feel like the story's changed over the years, but when I was brought on, the way I understood it is in Arizona there was a biodome, mm. and we they took like. 10 of the smartest scientists they could find. They put them in this biodome to see if they could sustain, um, well, just sustain the biodome. Uh, it was kind of like a space exploration experiment. Okay. And like the Martian. Like almost. the, right, but on Earth. Right. Um, and it failed horribly. Wow. And then they tried it again and it failed horribly. And the way I understand it, John DeMaul was either reading about this or he saw this and he's like, well, wait a minute. If scientists, if like, well-educated, smart people can't get along in a confined space for three months, what would happen if we put young people trying to compete for a million dollars? Right. And then that's kind of Big Brother. So when they people sign up for the show, they know they're going to be gone for for anywhere between, what, three weeks to three months? Uh, yeah, so it's a little longer than three months because we sequester them for... I think a month before they even get into the uh, house. What is the purpose of that? Just to get them? Well, just so that they don't have, this way they don't know who else is on the show. So there's a little bit of publicity that happens beforehand. Mm -hmm. So they don't know who's on the show and then they can't contact them and kind of create alliances. Don't they go crazy in the hotel already? I don't know. I don't know if you go crazy in the hotel, but definitely once you get inside the house. Did you see people lose their minds? Well, the first thing that happens is they get really paranoid because they think people are watching them, which well, of course they are. They are. <laughs> and then that kind of drives them. Yes, they slowly go insane. You start making bad decisions. It's the worst. It's the the worst of you comes out. And you show up, and are you immediately like? Is it in your best interest to have an alliance right off the bat? Are we talking like my own personal like strategy? My, my personal Big Brother strategy. Well, you've like, seen so many episodes, you kind of know what works and what doesn't. I mean, yeah. So, what works, in my opinion, is definitely being nice, mm-hmm. definitely being everyone's friend. If you have like a skill like cooking, mm-hmm. I would definitely cook as okay. much as possible. All right. Um, and it would be in your best interest to clean up after yourself. Those oh, people seem okay. to go far. Okay. Um, definitely being nice, definitely playing low, and then, yeah, kind of sticking with the group that's going to 
that's winning. Stick with right. that group. Stick with them. And then, but also, you know, be friendly with the other people who are losing so that when they're in power, you can kind of mm-hmm. float over there. Right. And then, yeah. Now, the, the games that you set up, do you... Um Organize them in the person's favor, like no. depending on who the no, contestants no. So are. No, or no, are no, they, no, 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 no. It's, it's like a, come it, up with that ahead of time. No, so there's a whole games team. Mm-hmm. So the games team works months beforehand, coming up with all sorts of games for what they're going to do, uh, knowing that they'll need a game for 12 people, they'll need a game for 11 people, and so I see they work that out throughout uh, ahead of time. Now the first season you had somewhat normal people, somewhat. And I feel like in, as the seasons went on, you got more young people that wanted to be actors. Hmm. So uh, is that kind of the the problem with casting the show, do you think, is that the people that want to be on the show are people that want exposure for their modeling business or to sell, you know, weight loss tr- uh, products on Instagram? Like, is it hard to find normal people with normal jobs because they'd have to not work for three months and leave their family? You get a lot of students. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are unemployed. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to find someone who can actually sever ties with their life for three months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, like, people with young kids do it. It's That's a mystery to me. How much of it do you, are you watching uh, from cameras, you know, behind the wall how much of the is like people just boning i don't think i ever saw any no and no i know i mean i know that people have that has happened but i have not been there when it has happened when it does happen do you think people are horrified in the camera room or are they well i don't think into well, it <laughs> i don't know i don't think so i don't it's not something it's not something we want to film. It's not something we can show on TV. So it's usually right. so even when it does happen, I don't even think we film it. But you'll show people like under the sheets or something like that, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, but who knows what's going on under the sheets? What about in the bathrooms? Are people showering? No. No, you don't show any of that. Okay. Uh, there is a camera in the bathroom, but it doesn't turn on unless there's two people in there. Oh, for. You know, special private time, huh? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so what's the craziest thing you've ever seen someone do? I mean, just a complete mental breakdown. I'm assuming you have therapists on set that help people. Yeah, there's a there's a moment in time. Yeah, after they get eliminated, there's a therapist who talks to them, tries to reacclimate them with the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, craziest thing I've seen. It's ah, a good question. I mean, I go back to season two. Uh, Dr. Will and Mike Boogie. I think their strategy and their gameplay mm-hmm. about how they created it was it's really interesting what they did. They created a click that was cool. They called it Cool House. Right. <laughs> and they and that was the click and you wanted to be or Chilltown, right? Mm-hmm. You, they, yeah, yeah, I think it was Chilltown. You wanted to be a part of Chilltown. And everyone basically was a member of Chilltown yeah. at some point in time, but really there were only two members and people would just start fallen away. I mean, so that's t- totally society. You right. want to be a part of cool kids, which is not a stretch because Mike owns nightclubs, right? Right. Uh, and Will is a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. He gets like rid of tattoos. T- Dr. Tadoff. Yeah. He's got quite an ego, that one, huh? Um, I mean, to walk in and say, I'm going to win this game show and then to do it. Yeah. I think yeah. it takes a big. Yeah. Quite a big head. Yes. So, okay. I, now I want to ask you about famously. Was it? What is it? Famously single? Famously single. Yeah. 
that was a shit show <laughs> in a good way. I thought it was great. So tell me uh, what you thought about all the people on the show. Like, what was your takeaway? Something you didn't know about them, like Brandy Glanville. Well, something surprising that we would want to know about her. I mean, she's she was like, she seemed the most normal and well-adjusted mm-hmm. person to me. Um, I really liked Polly D. Yeah, like he was super cool. Um, not not what I expected, but yeah, they and. Yeah. There was there a part of you that the more you learned about them and filmed them, you thought, well, I get it why you're single. You're, you've got some screws loose. No, I don't think that's the case. I think, uh, honestly, I think there's a certain level of fame that they all have, right. um, whatever degree that may be. And the people that that kind of attracts are fans. Mm-hmm. And so you get someone who wants to be with you because you're famous. And then once they then and then it's just like they just kind of cross that off their list. They're like, oh, I'm dated Polly D or right. I dated Brandy, and then they're done. They're not interested in like a long term thing, and so their fame creates distance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they kind of touched on on the show, and that's what I really found interesting. Right. I remember I interviewed Sammy from Jersey Shore, and she said the problem with online dating for her is that she always felt like. Do I know this person wants to just go out with me because they find me interesting or they want to say I, you know, took her out or I had sex with her? Right. So so they walk through the rest of their life like that, doubting people's intentions. Right. And you can never really. Right. And mm-hmm. I, that's a huge problem because then they can never really trust someone. Right. Because they're constantly always like, are you dating me because you think you can get something out of this? Or right. Do you think I'm a interesting person and you want to be with me? Do you think for them that they feel like the fame was worth it then? Oh, I don't know. I can't speak to that. Right. I mean, they all had very nice cars. Well, I'm sure. So of all the shows that you've ever worked on, in your mind, which cast, so so, so to speak, was the most high maintenance? I mean, they're all, they're all high maintenance. Really? And the, yeah, and the longer they're on television, the more high maintenance they get. Which one's the hardest one to produce or direct? For logistical reasons. For logistical reasons and then for uh, managing emotional breakdown purposes. Fortunately, I don't have to deal with the emotional breakdowns. That's that's someone else. Right. Uh, um, and they're, I don't know, I think they're all challenging. They're all, they all have their own unique quirks. But yeah, the more... The more in the public eye someone is, mm-hmm. the harder it is to manage them. I see. That makes sense. So what TV shows do you watch? Okay, so I'm so glad you asked. Have you been watching Sweet Home Oklahoma? I have. What do you think of that? I like it. It's- I like it because I think they're all really funny and they're in on the joke. Right. So I like it. I like uh, Pumps. I'm into her. <laughs> I like the attorney. I think he's kind of funny. He's a little um, like a weirdo, but I like. Man I, bun? I appreciate that someone in his like forties said, "I'm not. I, you know what? I don't want to practice law anymore. I want to be a photographer." And, uh, it kind of it, it. it sounded like he was disbarred. No, he wasn't disbarred. There's like a little glitch to that. He can actually still practice law, but the choice is: Do I want to practice law or pursue something else? And okay. in the end, he decided to pursue photography, which probably is a good idea. Given his background, I'm sure that's a little hard bio to write for your for your website, right? <laughs> uh, I like the friendship between all the girls, and I like how they give each other shit. And I think it's nice to see like normal people on TV. 
They're like cool. They're cool. I think they're like people that I want to hang out with. Uh, they're definitely cool. You say normal. I wish I had an espresso machine built into the wall of my kitchen, but I don't. See, I don't even notice that because I don't drink coffee. Oh, they they have some nice stuff. The the interior decorator does. Yes. Yeah, she's super fancy. Yeah. Right. But I liked the pumps when she went into her closet and it was just like a disaster and it was like full of tank tops and like water shoes. So it wasn't like a housewives where you walk into a closet and it was just like Louis Vuitton bags and Manolo Blahniks. Like she was a little bit more relatable. So I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you what do you think the series is going to follow? It just follows them, right? Yeah, I don't. That's like, a good question. I don't know where they can go with it, right? But I, I'm into it. I'd I like, like it. To, I'd like to follow it for a little while. Uh, Are you watching uh, Long Lost Family on TLC? No, is that okay? That's a gem. That's probably my favorite show on TV right now. So the two hosts are um, Chris Jacobs, who's super hot. I don't know what he does for a living, but I'm down with him. And then Lisa Joyner, who's married to uh, John Cryer. She's like an anchor around here. So they were both given up for adoption as kids, and they found their biological parents. So now they're the host of the show where they find people looking for their biological parents or maybe a sibling. So they track them down. They do all the work for them and then reunite them. And the best part is in some of the episodes, they do a follow-up. So it's like they go back to last season, people that they reconnected. Uh, and they follow up and you kind of see if they kept in touch or not. And it's so interesting because every story is some sort of shit show. And sometimes the people are excited about the long lost relatives. Sometimes they meet them and they think you're a hot mess. And I think that this is probably the last time we'll ever talk to each other. But in every episode, you cry a puddle of tears. So it's super emotional and it's great. That, that sounds amazing. That's, yeah, and that's really good. That's what I like about reality TV is that it's the shows that have like that real emotion. Like yeah. A show like Big Brother, where it's people's deepest urges and desires trying to fight their way through to win a million dollars or half mm-hmm. a million dollars. But then this, yeah, like you're seeing people as they're reconnecting, finding loved ones, all those emotions. Yeah. And I think you can re- everybody can relate Everyone. in some capacity. I felt abandoned before. I felt ignored. Like there's something in your life that you can connect to. Right. Did you guys ever watch um, Wedding Story? Oh, all the time. I think I'm on a Wedding Story. No! I'm either on, oh, what am I on? I'm on like one of those wedding makeover shows. I have to see that. <laughs> I blame that on my first marriage. Because <laughs> like, I watched so much of it in college. And I thought... I want to get married. So when I was 22, no, 23, I got married for like a year. Hmm. Yeah, I blame it because I used to watch too many episodes. I like fantasized about what a wedding and like, so it became more about the wedding what's than the, the 20, actual wedding. What's wet the 22 year old wedding look like? Okay, so I wore a David's bridal gown, which was designed by Olin Cassini, who did like Jackie Kennedy's dresses. Okay. So it was super pretty. Okay. I had a bunch of bridesmaids. Um, but still, that's like what? An $800 one I don't really dress? talk to anymore. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, right. but I had to pay for the whole thing because my parents have no money. And uh, my uncle walked me down the aisle, and uh, so that the reception was held at my mom's house, and I was horrified when we got back. And well, wait, where's the wedding? It was at a church, really pretty Revolutionary War church in Philadelphia area. But then the reception was at my mom's house, and I had spent weekends there, like raking leaves, planting flowers, all that. So when we get to the reception, I wasn't there. I was at the wedding to help them set up. 
the DJ had opened up the garage and set up shop inside the garage. So all you saw was like a water heater and rakes and a lawnmower. And I wanted to shoot myself. It was awful. And then my mom was still married to my stepfather, who was a horrible human being. And he invited his relatives over and they just sat in the living room and watched like mash reruns or something. I didn't talk to anybody. I completely ignored my husband because... At that point, I'd realized I really didn't want to be married. I just wanted the damn wedding. I did a choreographed routine with my best friend, Dan, and uh, my friends all got wasted. And then I went back to the Sheraton Hotel where Lisa Rinna does the QVC um, stuff all the time. And I remember I was super sweaty because I'd been dancing all night long. And my husband knocked on the door and said, are you okay? And I looked at the mirror at myself sweaty and said, what have you done? Yeah. It was a bleak moment. Oh, no. And so, But he was in the military, so he left right after that um, for a deployment. And he was gone for like seven months. And then by the time he came back, I was like, this was, this was a huge mistake. But he was a lovely guy, and it was, so it was quite amicable. Amicable, but yeah, it was not a good decision. And I blame it on a wedding story. Yeah, that seems to make sense. And then, the, uh, and then after that, I would watch too many A Baby Story episodes. And then I would watch it like while I would work in my apartment. And then I realized that if someone walked by, the moaning from labor could be perceived as a porno. So I stopped watching that because it freaked me out. But I, then I always wonder about the wedding story and baby story. If you did like a percentage, how many of those like weddings worked out? Like, how many of the couples that had well, assume, the baby on Baby uh, Story are still together? I'm, I'm assuming whatever the standard. Right, I got 50-50. 50-50. Yeah. But no, it's interesting, right? You start off with you start off with a wedding story. Mm-hmm. You move on to a baby story. Right. Then you graduate on to House Hunters. Oh God, yeah. And then and then you move, the, and then you move on to, to like the, the flipping shows. Right. And then what's left for you when you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s? Well, I think it depends on who you are, but yeah. Shark Tank. Right. Shark Tank. That would be definitely like an old show. Right. Real Housewives of the Nursing Home. Something like that. Now, that's a show you should direct. The Real Housewives of the Nursing Home. Yeah. Nursing homes are hard. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. And plus, people would probably die during filming. That would be a bummer. Yeah. Person- Have you ever had anyone die during filming? No. I've never oh, that's had- good. That would be depressing. That would be depressing. Yeah. That'd be hard to Did explain. Did you hear the story about how there was a reality show where they filmed in the wilderness and the- then they canceled the show and they didn't tell anybody? Oh, yeah. No, I was reading about that. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, yeah. Oh, you feel you don't feel bad for those people? Uh, well, I, I was doing a show in, uh, I think I was in Jamaica. And the show got canceled, but we still finished. We still we still finished thirteen episodes. Oh my god! But but you do that because well for international sales, you've already invested so much money into the show. You have the whole yeah. You have everything there. But those people, they were really hoping to get a career in Instagram sales, right? I guess. Here's a question I have: On some of these shows, they will tell, they will say in the person's bio, "Well, they're a single parent. I am so glad to be a parent. I love my kids." But they're on a show for weeks at a time, right? So, how great of a parent are they? I don't know. It's hard to judge. I can't judge. Oh, pe- it's easy to judge. I can't judge people and their parenting skills. But yeah, it would be hard for me to leave my kid, right? I mean, you're probably stressing right now about like something that has to do with your kids in some capacity, and these Always. people are like on a TV show. Right. Or how about on The Bachelor in Paradise, where a girl got engaged, and then uh, had, the kids haven't hadn't even met the guy before. What? Like, how does that go? I don't know how you do that. Welcome to your so good. new. 
do you get up every morning and look at yourself in the mirror and say, thank God I got into this line of business? Because I would. <laughs> this is good shit. No, you have a great job. It's pretty fun. I get to watch yeah. people. It, and it's exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. Every day you yeah. go to work and you're like, oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen today. Right. It, it could be anything. It's so good. It's so good. And your wife is in reality TV too? Correct. What do you think is going to happen to the kids? Are they going to run a production company? Uh, I always say they can't go into TV. Oh, really? That's, but I mean, you know, that's, I haven't told them that. Right. That's just... Okay. So what would you be happy that they do? I mean, I also said no, no princess stuff and there's right. princess and well, stuff yeah. all over the house. Right. I don't know. I would like them to get like a real job. Right. I don't. I don't know. Like you know, maybe get like a computer programming degree. Degree. I think that would be helpful in the future. I would like my kids to have jobs that are useful to me, like a plastic surgeon. Definitely a doctor. Yeah, a doctor. You need a doctor in the family. You definitely an attorney would be great. Yes. Somebody in computer science who can fix the Wi-Fi. That's really what it's about: is finding careers for your children that are of use to you. I listen. That's the way I parent. That's that sounds like a good way to do it. Yeah. Have you been watching Stranded with a Million Dollars? You've told me about that show. I haven't, but I'm going to watch. Uh, what else? It is, sounds really good. What else is good out there? Um. Okay. What else is good? What do I watch? I think um, we have we have slightly different. I feel like slightly different tastes. No, not so. That's that's not true. I'm always up for anything. The only ones like there, there was one I watched. My friend uh, Chad Baby watched a show about uh, people looking for Bigfoot. That was a struggle for me because I felt like they were developmentally delayed. And I just don't like things having to do with the woods. Like the Duck Dynasty was like a little hard for me just because I can't really relate to like. But they own a business. I know, you know, but like the hunting, it's like that's not my jam. Right. But you could relate to the business side of it, a family owned business. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's what I liked about it. If there was a reality TV show about cats, I probably wouldn't be into it because I. Really hate cats. Oh, have you not seen what? Oh, my cat from hell. Well, that sounds like an awful show. But then again, I'll watch it. I think that Mama June's show is atrocious. Oh, have you? Have, did you? How, I watched you, an episode. Are you caught up? So you're not caught up. You haven't seen. I the, don't. I, you I, yeah, I've read snippets. And you stuff. haven't seen the full transformation. This is my problem. Stop saying she's a size four. Well, I mean, she's skinnier now. She's not a size four. Well, I don't, do they say she's a size four? Yes. No, they, the goal is constantly. To, they, the goal no. is to get no, into no, no. the size four. They say now she is a size four. The transformation is complete, and now, in like as of today, April four, she is a size four. That's bullshit. Oh, I don't know if that's what they're saying. That makes women bananas crazy. Never talk about a size because women will call it out. Uh, you can't do that. But it's like a, it's a Midwest four. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a different scale. So we're talking like an Ann Taylor loft size four versus a Club Monaco four. I guess. I don't know. That, yeah, that's, that is a difference. I see what you're saying. That's a Chico's four, but not necessarily like um, like a Trina Turk four. Right. Okay. You don't know what I'm saying, but I think you do know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Well, I just know that right. Like my kid's Carter 18-month size is a completely different size than... Baby Gap or right. something. Oh, that's a good point. I do find her to be enormously boring. I think her kids are interesting. Right. I think it's not her. I think that the ex-husband, boyfriend, sugar bear guy is very sweet. He seems like a very nice person. Have you seen? The but he person- looks like the guy, old guy from old, uh, old school. The guy that blew that died. I mean, why doesn't he have any teeth? I don't know. It's, it's, that's kind of sad. Have you seen? Have you seen the woman he's going to marry though? 
No. Why? Tell me. Does she look like June? She, I think she might have, she might be bigger than. Oh, so what's this whole weight, losing weight point? What's the point? What's the, he doesn't care. Right? He looks a big lady. Well, that was stupid. Now that's a lot of grief and aggravation. Huh. Do you think she'll stay small or? I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to maintain. Yeah. That, well, I tried to watch that show years ago when they were making Skeddy, like the pasta with the ketchup, and I thought, I think I need to take a long break from this one. Oh, it was such a good show. That was a bit tragic. You don't watch any of the Housewives, do you? No, I don't watch the Housewives. I like, yeah, I like competition reality. I like... Right. Did uh, you watch the challenge at all this year? No, I didn't watch the challenge. I watched a little bit of uh, Beastmaster. What's that? On Netflix. Is that good? Uh, it's, 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 I like, I like how big it is. It's like Ninja Warrior, but bigger. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I feel like dudes are into ninja-ish shows. Yes. You like the cooking shows, don't you? I do. You're into Top Chef, right? I like Top Chef. Right. Um, I would be the worst contestant and or judge uh, on that show because I just, there's so many things I don't like to eat. You would be awful. Oh, it'd be terrible. Terrible. But I appreciate it. Like, I can enjoy the man, like getting a manicure watching the Food Network. But I, no, I would be awful. It's everything, everybody on that show does the foam. Top Chef, everything has foam to it. Um, How much, and then a pork belly? Pork belly and then truffle. They go heavy, uh, yes. heavy on the truffle, which right. I'm not a fan of truffle. Yeah. So I don't know if I could. Yeah. I do, I do like some of the characters on there. I find Padma to be incredibly boring. She should be replaced. She just doesn't have much of a personality. Tom Calico, feel, he reminds me of like a George Bush. Like you want to go out for a beer with him? Like he seems cool. Right. And Gail's sort of like a bitchy, snobby uh, girl from the Northeast. So I appreciate that because I come from those people. But Padma, there's something missing there. She's a little flat for my taste. Are you with me with that on that or no? I think they all balance each other out. You do. Okay. All right. What else? Which what? is kind of like the key to like a good you know, Right. It's dish. a little bit of everything, if right. you will. Yeah. Right. Okay. What else do you watch? What else do I watch? Oh, I was thinking about this last night. Um, I find myself watching a lot of TMZ. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good stuff. Right. There's been a lull, if you will, uh, with the celebrity coverage lately. I feel like there's been a little bit of a lull. There's not much going on. I feel like I need like a Kim Kanye divorce or something to just like ramp stuff up for me. Well, the current reality show, the most popular reality show right now is, of course, the presidency. Right. So well, I that's mean, never ending. Right. So that's going to be You're right. That's. I think the show that you need to do is with Melania once she divorces him. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be unbelievable, right? To have that kind of access. Yeah. Her and, what's the kid's name, Baron? Baron, yeah. Yeah, them living their life. In New York. Right. Far away. Like, she's got no, she's not interested in living there at all. Right. That would be a great show. I would sign up for that one. Right, you'd want to know, what are they doing? What do they do all day? What do they do? What could be, right? And people say that she never leaves the, the like, that uh, penthouse that they have. She just stays in. Well, it's huge, right? Like it. Probably, oh, yeah, it's, it's like the probably, biggest football field or right. some nonsense. It would, take, right. it would take days to, right. like, as soon as you got bored of, like, this one area, you probably walk over here and it's a whole new. But then again, it's so covered in gold. Like, it's so gaudy. Maybe she needs a breather sometimes. Well, then they go to they, they, then they go to they go to um, they go to Florida. 
They seem to go to Florida right. a lot. And that, and by the way, that looks beautiful there, so I don't blame them. Like, I'd probably go there, too. I would, I would leave and go to Mar-a-Lago. Why not? Get out of New York. Why? It looks great there. That's the show you need to get on. Just that. You need to get on that. The Melania story. Right? I think so. That's the one. Super, That's the one. Super, okay. immigrant, well, immigrant supermodel turned first lady. That is like, what story is better than that right now? And what, what parenting style does she use? Right. right? Does she do the Rye Method? Because your whole goal for finding a show to work on is you want to find a show where it, it finds people in the corner of the world yet like like still untapped, right? Right. Something that you haven't seen before. Right. Something that is new or underground or just unique. How are these people living their lives? Speaking of which, have you ever watched the Gypsy shows? Oh, all the time. Yeah. That's and fascinating. Too. I'm so confused. What's the definition of a Gypsy? That's, I think that's, it depends on where your ancestors are from. Um, but I think that shows really interesting. They get in a lot of fights and they do a lot of drinking. They'd have a lot of weddings. But then again, that sounds Irish. I don't right? Know. That's I don't kind know. of similar. I don't, know I, don't what, know. I don't know what nationality they are. I'm always wondering, like, where, what is their, where are they from? What is, but I guess if they're gypsies, they're kind of nomads. R- they're nomads, right. Yeah, right. That one's a good one. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you. Oh. On my Instagram? Yeah. Cowboy Monkey Ninja? Yeah. That is a glorious picture you've got. That's like full-on model style. I, I would like to think that I've perfected Blue Steel. That is totally Blue Steel, that picture. Okay, and what about Twitter? Are you on Twitter? Uh, I have a... Yes, I do have a Twitter handle... It's Basecamp Tony, but I rarely... Never on. So rarely that is pointless to even mention that. Yes. That's terrific. So basically, if they want to find you, they probably won't find you because just, just you're... Just Instagram me. ...not easy to follow. Okay. And you've got a wife and kids back home. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, one last thing. They used part of your wall for brother husbands. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. That is fascinating to me. Well, yeah. It... Like, it Sometimes my hands make it on television, yes. Amazing. My car makes it in, onto TV a lot. Oftentimes they need like a, someone's like, oh, we need like a fancy car. I'm like, oh, just, just use my car. It's not that fancy. It's just black right. and new. So, I know everybody right now is on a health kick, and that's why I want to tell you about Row Body Program. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Row Body Program members have support throughout the process. Row's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.com slash KKC. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash KKC. I'm pleased to say that I've got Tierney Bricker here from E! Online. Yes. The greatest thing about you is that you cover reality TV. Yes. So you are embedded. You are my peeps. And it's kind of nice because I'm paid to watch reality TV. That's a great job. I know. 
I really job. lucked out. Yeah. And I used to not like reality TV. That's the funny part. Well, then you saw the light. I did. Yeah. And it's been nonstop. Like, I can't believe I was missing out on this for so long. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about Southern Charm. And first, you need to address the fact that you were just in Charleston covering it. So I, I need was. to know, what scoop did you get out of it that you can say? I can tell you that. OK, so when we were there, Thomas is currently in L.A. So Thomas wasn't there. Landon wasn't there. But we did a bar crawl with Shep, Craig, and the new guy, Austin, who okay. everyone met last night. And then Whitney crashed. Okay. Um, and I also did, like, um, two days before, like, a sit-down with Whitney just on this, like, rooftop bar, just, you know, like, an hour conversation. And then um, we also did a segment the next day with Cameron, like a oh, beauty okay. segment, because obviously everyone's obsessed with her fashion and beauty. Yeah. But I can tell you... They are exactly how they are in the show. So who gets along with who and who doesn't get along? They all really do get along. Like the three guys really got along. Um, they definitely can drink the way they do on the show. Like yeah. I would be on the floor in the Charleston hospital if I did. Yeah. Because they can mix. They can go like wine to beer. Well, to I also think that they live in a city where everyone drinks all the time. So yes. you're just your tolerance. It's like when we were in college. I mean, my mom was like, are you, are you going to have a major in alcohol? I was possibly going to have minored in like <laughs> vodka tonics, but you just get used to drinking. And it's a college town. So like yeah. King Street, you know, it's you have the college kids and mm-hmm. then you have them like all hanging out and... The college kids are definitely into the show. I was oh, asking okay. them like when I was kind of out, and yeah. they said even people who come on tours ask where they can see the cast, and they're very interested in the show. And you'll see like T. Rav out down at the bar is taking photos with like all the Which girls. Which he must really love being around all these young college girls. I think he loves the attention he gets from the show. Right. But then we'll have like split seconds of hating it, and you'll see him tweet something like, mm-hmm. "I'm leaving the show," and he doesn't realize even if you delete it. People still know you tweeted it. So did you see Catherine? No. I did not see Catherine. Okay, what did you, What was the insight that you got? People think she's kooks? The insight I got is that we're going to see a very different side of her this season. Okay. Um, is very it going to be contrite. real or manufactured? Yes, very contrite, okay. um, apologetic. Mm-hmm. Um, they say she turns a new leaf. It feels like it might be her first fully sober season. Um, cause even so from the, do you think she was drinking from the first season? Yes, I do. And... Remember, she wasn't a full-time cast member in season one, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and when I was doing my interviews, I found out they did originally consider her as like a full-time cast member, but felt maybe she would, was too young. She was just finishing school. Right. Um, and obviously, you can't anticipate someone popping right. that way and just taking over a show. Um, but I think she had a lot to answer for this season. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she does, because even Cameron seemed to say, you know, I saw a new side of her. Mm. Because she got crap last season for how hard she was on Catherine. Mm, yeah, but I think if that were your life, I'd probably be annoyed too. And the sense that I get is that sometimes they're quite difficult in terms of filming. And, you know, the bottom line is that it's like they all work together. Oh, yeah. And if you feel like you're showing up to work and you're doing the work and someone doesn't show up and gets paid maybe even the same amount of money, you'd be pissed too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So they... Uh, they, they've come back. T-Rav lives in a home with a guest house, and that's where his children now live because Catherine failed a drug test. But So that the poor kids, nanny. But the kids live in the guest a house. guest house. That is he is the, a horrible father. I'm sorry. That is the craziest stop, thing I've let's ever stop, heard. Like, giving him all this adulation. His that's children live in a different about. home. And that poor nanny, I've got to say, at least they let her dress in normal clothes now. Remember they used to make her dress in the nursing scrubs? I think that's the... 
pompous, like, I don't even know if it's pompous, but it is thinking pompous. it's very, you know, old he, school he, Southern. Like, they think it's a, something to He constantly talks about how he's a blue blood. blood. Mm-hmm. We do not live in England. No one cares. Nobody cares. I think they do, though, in their heads. Do you know what I mean? I think Thomas thinks, wow, when people watch this, they're going to see, you know, but this that's is what old I'm telling school you. Southern. No one cares. I know. Outside of Charleston, no one cares that your family has lived there. They're one of the first settlers in the state of North or South Carolina. No one cares. Ravenel Bridge. Ah, all right. So <laughs> the fact that the nanny lives with the kids in the guest house, it's deplorable. It's horrible. I just find it interesting that... He's being commended in the episode, you know, oh, he really stepped up. Catherine stepped up for two to three years. And also had the children. Yeah, and she's young. She, like, yeah. I think people forget how young she is yeah. and how much older he is. Right. And he is acting like he deserves a medal for right. taking care of his children. While s- someone else lives with his children in a house Yes, barn. and he's still going out, partying. He's gross. And then how about later on when, um, okay, so his f- friend's daughter, Eliza, she's like a quasi-cast member now. It seems like she's going to be a friend of, almost like a new Danny. She Even wants, though Danny's still around. She wants, this girl Eliza wants in bad. I think she does too. And it'll be interesting to see how people respond because I think Bravo viewers are pretty savvy right. in terms of sniffing out someone who just wants to be around for the cameras. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if she hooks up with anyone or if maybe oh, she she'll will, just be. She'll hook up with somebody. She will do anything to stay on the show. I can guarantee <laughs> you that. I felt that way about Catherine's cousin. Oh if my, my cousin was going around to the father of my children, who I'm estranged from and in a custody battle with, talking all of this crap about me that you had to kick me out of your house, that's her cousin. That's also, family. she was wearing the 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 most ill-fitting bikini I've ever seen with shoes that were probably um, thrown from a truck. They were so beat up. She should not. So she shows up at a pool party wearing that outfit. And it's Eliza's pool party. But Eliza, that's not her house. It's her parents' house. So that's already depressing. Mm -hmm. Shared her party planner. He looked like the same style of a person that Kyle Richard uses on Beverly Hills, like the slovenly guy. I thought the same thing. And then they got this massive inflatable slide, which is most suitable for like a five-year-old's birthday party. Of course, Shep loved it. And then it's like all these young (laughs) college kids... And then it was awkward because the cast members come and they're all like, you know, late 20s, 30s. And then there's this weird 50 year old guy, Thomas, and he takes off his shirt and he's got like a full on dad bod. I know. It was so super depressing. And I don't know why anyone else like, do you think the kids are like, why are you here? Get like, get out of this party. No, I honestly think they all get a kick out of Thomas. I think he's a larger than life eccentric personality. But the mix of ages has always been the most fascinating thing about Southern Charm to me. Because from day one, you've had that mix of Craig, who was 22, Mm -hmm. 21, living on King Street and going through college, law school. And then you have T-Rav, who's trying to relaunch a political career. That was a very ill-advised move. That was such a stupid storyline. And again, you know, it was awful the way he had two children with this woman. And he didn't want her to show up to campaign events. I Listen, know. I think Catherine is a total nutbag. And yeah, she's made some awful decisions. That is, a, I agree with that. However, I just don't want to lose sight of the fact that he's sort of gross. I think people come down to harshly on her and not as much on him because it's like, oh, he's funny. It's T-Rav. He's almost a joke mm-hmm. in a way. But people let him be in on that joke. Right. And with Catherine, it's... You know, she was pushed out of the group pretty early on, right. and people were really hard on her, and I think held her to a different standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Landon thing happened, which has been 
interesting played out. I just found the framing of the episode very interesting mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you have her driving, you think she's going to show up at the party. Right. Um, that felt a little, I don't think it was the same day. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so I found that very interesting that we were trying to like play that off. Yeah. Even in the beginning of the episode with the flash forward, nothing will beat the flash forward of Thomas's dinner party last season where he right. chased him on a golf cart. So it felt interesting to build the season on Thomas and Landon possibly getting together for real. Also, if there's a part of me that I don't, I feel like I maybe we know too much about this like drug testing situation where it's a part of me is I feel so bad for these kids that this is the way they're going to look back at this. Like my mom failed a drug test. Did he set her up? It's just a little bit dirty. Did you mean knowing the drug test on the show or playing out in both of it? Because I feel like it hasn't as much played out in tabloids. And I like that about the show where with the Real Housewives or Vanderpump, mm-hmm. I know every time someone on that cast farts, you know, right, it's like right, reported right. on Daily Mail where I feel like Southern Charm mm-hmm. is a little bit more removed mm-hmm. where some of the stuff I found out in the premiere, I was shocked by, right. you know, I didn't know she hadn't seen the kids in two months. That was, so it felt very, and I feel like they have to walk a really fine line when it comes to speaking about certain things on the show because of the legal issues. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I'll be really curious to see how much they are allowed to say and talk about. Yeah. Um, and whether or not that's constantly, you know, they're all sitting at a dinner table and someone's about to say something. Yeah. And they have to pull back. I did also uh, find it interesting the scene where Shep and Cameron talk about Craig. And Shep noted that he is just a guy from like a family in Delaware. Mm-hmm. He's not like his parents. He was like cooking recipes his parents were you know athletes and that perhaps he's a little bit lost and came to Charleston and wants to be I kind of like although I, I've talked to Craig and I really like him yeah I do see how people could see that because his girlfriend lives a really charmed life she I met her and after he seems we filmed quite happy to jump into yeah. that she is lovely so smart um speaks five languages is she had like a test the next day for school she's still in school I Agree with some of Shep's assessment, and their dynamic in person is just like it is on the show. Hmm. They you can tell they really care about each other, but they will like get, like start harping on each other and just dig, yeah. dig, dig. How they like are brothers. I feel like with Shep, he has low tolerance for BS, mm-hmm. and he feels Craig has BSed him so much. And I also think it eats away. I don't know this for a fact, but I think it eats away at Shep that Craig kind of never gets called out mm-hmm. on anything and even if he does he still has like managed to be okay he weasels through but life. he's okay right now right. look he just took the bar he's living with naomi they right. seem really happy so it's kind of this guy who he thinks maybe hasn't mm-hmm. answered for anything is just Lands actually skating through yeah, yeah and so i wonder if that's what it is i found it shocking that shep kind of went to naomi or was even saying to cameron like does she know he's a liar I was like, well, that's not really your... Right, and what is she supposed to say to that? You know what? Good point. Uh, I need to assess my relationship, and I'm going to leave this pool party, and I'll get back to you (laughs) in in a week or two. That was strange. Um, So I I think it's going to be an interesting season. I I would like to see, too, if Cameron actually is interested in having kids. I don't think she does. And Craig made a comment to me that he she doesn't want to lose her body. I didn't. I don't get that vibe from her at all. I just thought, what? I don't really get that vibe from her. So I actually heard your interview with him, and I found that part a little shocking. I thought it was more she just wasn't sure if she wanted kids, and the struggle really was 
what if you do marry someone and then you find out, oh, like they really want a family and I'm First not sure. All, to not discuss that at great length before you get married is idiotic. You need to talk about that. So my advice to anyone that. in that situation is talk that out as much as you can because that blows. I really, She's actually my favorite on the show. My favorite's always someone who is never at the center of the drama, but on the outskirts and sounds off in a very funny way. Right. And that's Cameron. Yeah. You know, she's our, like, trusty she's narrator. She's one-liners. Yes. Great. And she's very, she never, even, like, when she's falling over drunk, it's funny. It's never. Yeah. Mean-spirited. Yeah. It's just, and the only time was last season with Catherine. I really was, like, disappointed when Catherine reached out to her just for a cup of coffee. I'm like, this is a girl that you know is struggling. But I feel like uh, with all of these things, there's story behind the story. There's stuff off camera yeah. that creates that, that she's probably pissed because Catherine didn't show up to an event or yeah. so she wanted uh, an appearance fee or something. I feel like it's always back stuff, like off camera that we, I wish yeah. we were privy to. Yeah, I know what you mean, because I do think there are some things that happen off yeah. the show yeah. that influences, and that mm-hmm. happens on any reality show. Yeah. There's always something there that we're not seeing that being said, I feel like Cameron knew you're on camera. This girl's reaching out to you, needs help, maybe needs a friend. Cameron would probably be a good influence on her. Yeah, but Just don't, get the cup of coffee. But we all know nutbags. And, you know, if the <laughs> nutbag says, let's go out for coffee, sometimes you have to say, you know what, I'll be out of the country. But I also think sometimes it's your job. Like, that's your co-star. Being that's like, let's film a scene I, together. You know what? Touche. <laughs> well said. Okay, tell everybody how they can find you. Okay, I am at tbrick2 on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and then you can just go to eonline.com to check out all of our coverage of these shows and usually E! News, too, every night at 7 and 11 p.m. And I like your Instagram pictures from Charlotte's. Charlotte's I can't even say Charlotte. Hello. Charleston. Hello. It is the most beautiful city. Everyone yeah. is so nice. The food is amazing. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on vacation. There, I've decided I may go by that. myself or I don't know. It's a good place actually to go. But I was there for a few days by myself. Yeah. Totally fine to explore. I also want to do that. And then Savannah because Southern Trump Savannah is coming good out. Too. I'm I kidding. I'm not going to go by myself. I'll have to take all my kids with me. <laughs> I'll just show up at Shep's bar. <laughs> so depressing. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for it's having me. With DoorDash, there's something for everyone. You need a birthday gift? Check. Need to stock up on meals, sides, and drinks that your family loves? Also check. Pet ran out of food again? They've got it. Wellness essentials need a restock? It's a good thing they've got those too. The DoorDash app allows you to customize, substitute, schedule, and track your orders, as well as communicate with your shopper while receiving real-time updates. This has been a huge game changer for myself and for our family. Millions of people trust DoorDash for groceries, pet supplies, gifts, well-being, and more, and you should too. Shop with DoorDash and enjoy big savings. Use code KATECASEY to get 50% off up to $10 value on $15 minimum subtotal on your next convenience, grocery or retail order. For eligible users only, terms apply. I want to thank my guests this week, Tony Gonzalez and Tierney Bricker. I want to thank everybody again for watching the or listening to the show, really, and for all the great reviews that you've been giving me on iTunes. I so appreciate it. The more reviews I get, the better. I would love more than anything to give you some more bonus episodes. So the more reviews I get, the more people know. Um, I want to remind you, you can go to my website, www.loveandknuckles.com. I write recaps dur- of, uh, during the week of Real Housewives, Southern Charm, some other great ones. I've got a ton of funny parenting stuff. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Kate Casey. I love to tweet, live tweet during shows. So if you like to live tweet, I'm your girl. 
my Instagram, you've got to check out at KateKCCA. See my parodies and the way I make fun of my kids and myself. And Snapchat, Love and Knuckles. And of course, my Facebook page is Love and Knuckles. So Facebook.com slash Love and Knuckles. You will meet other super funny people and we can make fun of pop culture and reality stars during the week. So thanks again for uh, a great week and see you soon. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.